Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, I just met my friend, and she's so amazing, and I'm really excited to have Jill Miller with me today. And We are seated in Indiana, and we're both ministering together. But last week we did a conference, and this week we will do a conference. And immediately we're both just little people. And what <laughs> yes. I see, though, Jill, is that you are a powerhouse and you're dynamite. And dynamite mm-hmm. can come in a small package and have a big effect. And that's what I think you are. And I just bless you. I am honored to know you. I think this is the start of something that will be ongoing. Like, I don't feel like I would have to talk to you every week to still, like, if I called you in a month, go, hey, how you doing? And we just pick right back up. So I think you have the welcome of God in you. I think you have stories that you've collected. I saw you with suitcases and you were taking the suitcases. They were on rollers, <laughs> yes. but they were either baggage or freedom pieces or things that you could tell. And like one set of suitcases is kind of like the junk that you've had to walk through Yes. and you're willing to take it around. It doesn't hold you down. It was on wheels. Mm. But the other one is things mm. that you've packed from those things that you bring out and you open up and you give to people as like freedom banners that you too can have this. So ooh, oh, that's from the spirit because I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. So I wow. really think you carry both of those things and you bring people freedom. So thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you for having me. I felt the exact same way the yeah. minute we met. Yeah, we it's like, it oh my goodness. This we is, hit it off. Yeah. And it's so different than when and I heard just your voice because yes. we didn't have like that. We weren't first meeting for all the prep calls. We right. weren't seeing each other's faces, right. just conference calling. Yes. Yeah. And it's very different. Yeah, it's very know? different. And in this world of Zoom and all yeah. this, it's just different being face to face. Yeah, I was so, so glad, glad to meet you. So glad. Yeah. Okay, so these questions, there's no right or wrong. Okay. And just the more rapid fire you can. And they're just kind of silly. Just okay. It's people used to your voice. Okay. Which, by the way, you're going to have to sing in here sometime. Oh, am I? Even okay. Just a little acapella song. Okay. She's got a speaking voice and a singing voice and a. Just kind of like contralto-y, warm, low, awesome, love it. Anyway, okay. Would you say you are just either or of all these? Mm -hmm. Coffee, tea. Tea. Dog, cat, either, neither. Dog. Morning bird or night owl? Morning. Books or movies? Oh. Both. Both, okay. (laughs) Silence or music? Silence. When I'm working, if Mm -hmm. I'm just in a worship place, then music, but I can't shut music off, so I cannot work to music. Anyway. Oh, That's that makes sense. Because you would be thinking I'm through the lyrics. It. You'd be thinking, yeah. okay, answer, yeah, that makes sense to me. Would you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Shower or bath? Shower. Driver or passenger? Driver. <laughs> Eat at home or dine out? I added that one after the big global shutdown of the pandemic. Like, uh, yeah, it used to be eat in, but now it's more dine out. Okay. All right, so you know that this is called The Real Deal. Yes. And since I just met you, you haven't been listening. I can't consider you a real dealer yet, but I hope you will. Oh, I hope I you'll will listen be. to some. I really do. But my dad always said that just be the real deal. Mm. He was Richard Dean, and so RD, the real deal Richard mm. Dean. And he would just say, be who you are. Be authentically mm. who you are, Jill. Rachel, be Rachel. And it really affected me. He was an artist, so he would be mm. like, leather should be leather. And wood shouldn't be particle stuff. Mm. It should be wooden and clay pots and paintings mm. that have oil. Should You should see them. And what that taught me was to be, he would call it the genuine article. Like, is this really a leather jacket I'm wearing? You know, right. be the real McCoy. And he didn't like phony baloney. He would call it phony baloney. Well, that person, wow. you can just tell they're full of phony baloney. You know, I mean, he wasn't yes. being a judgmental meanie. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I'm asking you that is, there is somebody, probably, maybe one person comes to mind or more than one, who in your life, Jill, has been the real deal and you just knew. Like, that person that person is who they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was somebody in your childhood. I don't know. And then how did it affect you? Can you think of one? Wow. There have been a number that have been that for me. But the first person that comes to mind I'm going to go with, and it was actually my first husband's aunt. Okay. Aunt Margaret okay. was a person who loved Jesus and mm. she loved people. Mm. And she just, she gave everyone she met just the biggest hug and she wore a lot of perfume. <laughs> so they wanted to be released. Well, you smelled, you smelled like Aunt Margaret oh, when God, you left, you know, when she like stayed with you, mm. like her scent mm. and her love stayed with you. And I just, she just had an amazing impact on me just because of she loved so well. And God's put me on this, you know, path of love right now, which we'll yes. probably get to. Yes. But 
when I think of like a woman of faith, I think of Aunt Margaret. Mm. She was just beautiful. Do you know how old she was when you first met her? Oh my goodness. She had to have been probably in her 50s or 60s and she never had children. Okay. And she just, she was a a podiatrist and Mm. took care of her parents and then ended up taking care of my first husband's uncles. My first husband was a twin and he had twin uncles named Milton Knoll and he was, they were named after them and she ended up taking care of both of them. She was just a woman who gave. Wow. And just loved well. And she was the real deal. She was and the you knew real it. deal. You, you knew, knew you it. were accepted or loved or whatever yes, you said. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. She was just very cool. Margaret. Aunt Margaret. Aunt Margaret. Oh, I want to be Aunt Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. That people would immediately know. Yes. They were loved. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she just exuded joy, you know, and she had a hard life because her parents were very ill. And then um, Uncle Milt was pretty sick, had had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And she just, she had, she didn't have an easy life, but yeah. she just was loved. Yeah. Absolutely. Love. You know what I love about that is that you said that she had all that perfume and it stuck with you. Uh-huh. Think of that just metaphorically for the kingdom. Yes. Like literally, we should still people should still smell yes. like whatever fragrance we had. Exactly. We would hope that it would be the aroma of Christ. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. not like, oh gosh, oh, I gotta squeegee this off of me. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, I have I have so many I actually have never done this before where I have notes because I went to your seminar last oh. week. I have all sorts of things. Cool. Because you're a singer-songwriter, yes. so you write about your life, your life is part of it, you write for other people's lives, right. you do collaborative things, I see you as a team player for sure, you don't only want to do your own thing, but I'm looking down, there are so many things here from my notes that you took. and Fire and away, girl. Fire away. Okay, one of the things that I wanted you to tell me about is how different your life was from going to all these performances and then the right or the left turn that it took during COVID. And what did that do to you? Oh, it about killed me. Okay, honestly, it yeah. It really was. The last couple of years have been, other than my divorce, so my first husband left me for a younger woman after oh, okay. 20 years of marriage. So I didn't have a choice and it was very, very painful. I had two boys who were eight and 11 and that was a really hard year. But I have to say the last year especially was almost as hard. Because I'd gotten through COVID. I had my best year on the books in 2020. Mm. I just started a new ministry called Choose. We were doing Choose conferences. There was Mm. three of us, so I wasn't working by myself. Right. um, When I got remarried, I remarried 16 years ago. Okay. A wonderful godly man, John, who I love dearly, and he loves Jesus. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And he supports me so much. So two months after I got married, I quit my real job to do music full time because God, I knew that was God's purpose and calling. And that's always what you wanted, right? It is. It wasn't necessarily celebrated. It wasn't celebrated in my first marriage. And I did enough to keep my, keep me going. And Mm. I've been writing songs since junior high, but, and performing them performing at my little church, you know, and they loved everything I did, but you know, I needed to get beyond my church, right. you know, right. anyway. And I finally had that opportunity and I knew without a doubt that I, that's where God was calling me. So two months after we got married, I told John when we were engaged, I said, I feel strongly God is calling me to do music full time. It's, I had read the purpose driven life for the second time mm. during my divorce and knew yeah, how you know that you know that you know. Yep. And I'm like, I can't ignore this anymore. So he's like, we'll pray about it when it feels right. Quit your job. And let's... what was the job you were doing? Well, my original career was as a court reporter, which is okay, very you did different. tell me that. Yeah, yeah. very, very different. different. Yes. But there's a part of my brain that liked it because yep. as a creative, there's yep. a right, there's a wrong. Yep. You don't have that in creativity. And then I had stayed home to raise my children. We adopted two beautiful boys and I had stayed home to raise them. And then once my youngest was in school, I was actually working at the Humane Society because I love dogs, especially. And no wonder cats. you answered dogs. Yes, first, dogs. Though, yeah. I'm like, my friends call me the dog whisperer. But anyway, oh, wow. I love dogs. And so I was doing fundraising for them. So I quit that job and started going to Nashville, started pursuing music. But and I was doing and it led to me speaking and writing a book. It kind of led me places I didn't think, but I was by myself. And that's really hard for an extrovert like you and I. Yep. So I was finally doing this ministry with women. And we had done three events. We did a sold out event in uh, California with Choose Conference. And then we'd done a couple locally and then COVID hit. Yeah. And I was like, ah, so I'm actually (laughs) in that. on. Yeah. (laughs) Screech. Yes. Yes, immediate halt. And so I'm actually in Nashville when it hit and everything oh. just canceled. I had to fly home early and because we know if we 
get home. Anyways, I'm flying home. All my gigs cancel. So yep. 2020 was hard. And then I got COVID when I was supposed to be here in 2020. That's a long story. And it just kind of fed this. Everything yep. I was trying just wasn't working. Right. And then last right. year, it just was really hard because my business was still trying to get going. And then my husband's business, we were trying to move. So it was just kind of... Yeah. And I forgot your question. I've no, no, just how that path. was for you. Oh, like, it was for hard. Direct turn sur- of COVID. Sir, really, really hard. Yeah. Because I get my life off of other people. Yeah. Right. Feed, being in front of an audience. Yeah. I was made to perform. Yes. But then God has shown me through the, what I wanted to share is through the hardness of those couple of years, um, God really showed me that music had become an idol. Mm. It was a good thing, but music success and what I thought was success had really become an idol in my life. And God has torn that down. So that's been just huge growth for me. And he's Was also- it about the numbers? Was it about the venues? Was it about the income? What part of it began to feed something that was other than... Kind of all of it. Okay, okay. And God showed me through um, some really intense prayer appointments and counts, kind of mm. like prayer counseling, yeah. some couple really big things he needed to show me that number one part of it, I was, I kept feeling like my foot was caught in a snare. Wow. From Psalm 25 that, you know, my foot is caught in, I can't remember the exact words now, but I'm caught in a snare and yeah. I kept feeling that. So through prayer appointments, uh, God just showed me that um, I was trying to prove myself to my ex-husband it's like oh my god I thought I dealt with all my divorce right, you know right. all this stuff but the I'm, residual was still there you're trying yes, to prove something yes and God wanted to heal that wow. and and the other big piece was my infertility piece I mm. which I went through 10 years of infertility it was a long painful physically emotionally spiritually every way it was very very painful and how god, old were you when you found out you had some issues with that in my early 20s early right 20s, after we got married okay. yeah and we tried for 10 years, adopted two boys in the middle of that. And everyone said, just adopt and then you'll get pregnant. You know, yeah, didn't happen for us. And I ended up having a hysterectomy when I was about 32. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was a hard journey and hard to see God's plan in that. Like, why am I barren? And, you know, yeah. and I thought I had dealt with all of that, too, because God had done some amazing work in my heart. But through all this hardness of the last couple of years, I just felt like there was something else there God wanted to show me. And so one day after sitting with him for about two hours, I got up at four in the morning and it was about six o'clock. I'd been there two hours just waiting like, God, what? Yeah. What? You know how you just get that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's where I kind of came up with the idea that, you know, sometimes God has to reveal it so he can heal it. Yes. I love that. I wrote that down for your seminar. Yeah. Because that was, I think it's you. I don't know that you're quoting somebody else, but he has to reveal it. He has to reveal it so he can can heal heal it. it. Because I didn't know, like, I'm like, God, I think I'm walking with you. And, Mm. but yet there's something here. And all of a sudden I just had this flashback because my friend had, you know, if you put your hands by your ears, you can't see them. But if you move them forward, just yeah. a little bit, you can see them. And yeah, and I a, loved that picture because I'm so visual. I am too. And then it went from like behind, like where your earrings would be, since yeah. this is audio yeah. thing, but then it's all in peripheral vision. Yeah. You can start to see it. And right. when they're in front, they're way in front. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, so I just sat and just kind of kept moving my hands and saying, God, I'm ready. Show me what it is. And all of a sudden, I just had a like a flashback or a vision of me during my infertility. And I was laying on my bed, mm. and when I would get my, I had endometriosis, so okay. I had that's painful, right? I very mean, yeah. painful. Mine was very. Sometimes it isn't. It depends okay. where it is in your body, but mine was very painful. And um, I was laying on my bed and just breathing with cramps, and I and I said, "God, why are you punishing me?" And then about two minutes later, I had another memory flashback. It was like a movie, yeah, yeah, coming playing in my head. And this time I'm in the hospital on a morphine drip because I took Clomid and instead of getting me pregnant, I had like 11 or 12 cysts on my ovaries and I couldn't even go to the bathroom. I was in so much pain. So wow. they put me in on morphine in the hospital and they put me where they put all the OBGYN patients, oh. which is on the maternity ward. It was the, so painful. Oh, it was the worst night. Physical pain and emotional pain. Yeah. Yes. I just wanted... Oh, it was the worst night of my life. And God showed me that those were the times I agreed with the enemy that I was somehow being punished. And that just feeds that whole performance and striving mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. that I had. And oh my goodness. So I just, 
it was like I was there, Rachel. I mean, I it was so crazy because I haven't thought about, you know, God has done, like I said, amazing work with my infertility, healing me. And I had no idea this was there. It was like I was there. I just start bawling and bawling. It and recalled you so much back so to that spot. So much to okay. that pain yeah, yeah, yeah. of being barren and those 10 years of trying and going to doctors constantly and having surgeries and procedures yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and my husband John comes out he's like Jill what is wrong oh. and he just held me and we prayed and yeah. God just healed that it was like that was not I was not punishing you yeah that is you do not take that from the enemy anymore break yeah. that lie off amen so it was huge huge yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. for me that I didn't even know was there wow yeah it was huge because God had to reveal it so he could heal it like exactly. you didn't even know that was yeah. Still shoved down there, yeah. you know, and had it, to surface. Yeah. And I was just feeling getting in this pit. And I'm like, what is this about? I, I mean, I know I'm frustrated that I'm not out doing what I love. But I'm like, God, you know, I kept trying to something work more. on it. Something more. And he is so faithful to yeah. reveal it because he didn't. Yeah. He didn't want it to keep festering. I was just going to say, it's like a little bit of a, um infection that's way yeah. subcutaneous yes. infection that needed yes. to come up. That's so good. Yes. I remember you mentioning that in your seminar that you dealt with infertility, but I didn't know the length of time or anything like that. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty brutal, but yeah. God is good. So what do you take away? I don't know why I had those suitcases in the mm -hmm. beginning when I was talking to you, but what do you take away that you are able to carry with you, but it doesn't hold you down? Like it doesn't define you, mm -hmm. but it is part of something that you carry with you. And I, I feel like it's on rollers because I... I don't feel like you're still carrying backpacks of rocks or something. Right. But what are some of those difficult things that maybe you couldn't be who you are now, minister the way that you do now, write the songs that you do now, if you hadn't had some of those? One of them, I assume, is divorce. Yes, divorce, is something definitely. Else? Well, my being barren, I mean, that is, I will, I'm still sad about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have loved, I mean, I became obsessed with pregnant women when I'm the youngest of six. There's five girls in my family and one boy. Okay. So I was fairly young when my older, my first sister got pregnant. And I remember then being obsessed with pregnancy, yeah. thinking it was the coolest thing I'd yeah. ever seen. So that's a sadness. There's yeah. a difference between, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. being angry at God yep, and, yep, yep. and sadness. So that's definitely a bag that I pulled yeah. to yeah. my infertility, um, my barrenness. I think too something from my past. My mom, I love my mom, but she can have a negative. You know, sometimes families can have negative voices, mm -hmm. and you know, and she doesn't mean to be. I love her. Yeah. Her heart is great, yep. but that's just kind of the way she is. And some of that when I went to Al-Anon, so my first husband was in recovery. Okay, so I started attending twelve-step recovery programs, and I like found my people there because you could. I'm a creative, yeah, yeah. and I'm in a family where you know you just don't talk about feelings, and you yeah, just yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Everything's we're good. fine. We're good. Yes. It's all fine. Yes. And so finding that would be, I guess, a, something that I carry. I've written a, a 12 step recovery. Yeah, I was just going to go there because that's amazing. Mm -hmm. The album is 12. Yes. And you wrote with another friend. Yes. Is this the one that's Rachel? Her name yes. is Rachel as yes. well. Yes, Rachel. Tell Bear. us a little bit about 12 because that is so much freedom on the other end of hearing the songs, singing the songs, mm -hmm. the people's stories. I think you're just at the start of it. Like yeah, literally I, at the start of where later you'll be getting email after email. I, I guess what I'm going to say, it's the tip of the iceberg. You'll never know all the people that are helped yeah. through the... I hope so. Yeah, that I is really our prayer. Do. That I is really our prayer. So. Tell me what one of the songs is or how it really stri strikes you. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll, I'll talk about... Or about the project in general. Yeah. Well, the way it came together is pretty amazing because okay. I met Rachel through a very roundabout way. I did a... my One of my sons is a, was a Marine. Okay. Well, once a Marine. Always, Always a, a Marine. Marine. Okay. Semper Fi. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> right. he's re out now. But okay. he was... And so I love doing things for veterans. And I had done a local thing where I spoke and sang and didn't get paid. It's one of those, you know, you schleck your stuff right, and you're right. setting up and you're like leaving and you're like, was this worth it? You, know, mm, you, you start mm, questioning. Yeah. Yes. You know ministry can be hard financially right and but this woman there was had just gotten back from nashville and she's like oh you need to meet my friends ann and randy dorman randy plays for Ken, played for kenny rogers for okay. 45 years wow and that's i'm a like long yeah he's a guitar player she's like they're cool people you just need to meet them i'm like oh okay 
long story short, six months later, I end up meeting them in person and they became like family to me. Mm. And Randy's mom was Mama Bear and oh. her maiden name is Miller. My nice. name's Miller, married and maiden. I'm a Miller twice yes. through. Anyway. Oh, you really are. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Second wow. time around married my married, got my yeah, yeah. maiden name back. Anyway, so I meet these people. They're wonderful, lovely. And I end up in a roundabout way, getting Annie into Celebrate Recovery, because I had done a Celebrate Recovery tour. I started singing at Celebrate Recoveries and uh, talked about it. Annie ends up attending Celebrate Recovery, and I didn't even know that she was had an issue. So it was Oh, so you're meeting her without knowing that this is a piece of her Mm -hmm. story. It was kind of a, yeah. Yeah, kind of hidden like it very much is. Yes, and I just talked about Celebrate Recovery. She ended up going to it at her church. So about two years, a year or so later, Rachel Barentine had just gotten to Nashville, my, and she's singing at their Celebrate Recovery, and the Holy oh, Spirit okay. puts on Randy's heart, she needs to meet Jill. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So Randy makes this connection. Next time I'm in town, the three of us do a co-write together. It's like uh, it was meant to be, and right after the write, we're standing in Randy's and Ann's kitchen, and Rachel says, I have this idea. Randy said you sing at CRs. Yeah. And this idea to write um, a song for each of the 12 steps. So as you're working a step, you have a song to nice. go with it. Does I think CR you're the one who's 12 steps as well as like Al Anon or. Uh, it's the Abol. exact same steps. It's just with Jesus component or yeah. like, you yeah. know, behind You don't it. have and to scripture. do this on your own. Right. Yeah. And it's scripture behind it. It's really yeah. cool. So Rachel and I embarked on this, and it was the most anointed writing process mm. because we would take the step, we'd read the step, uh, read the scripture to go that goes with it, say a prayer and invite the Holy Spirit in. And these songs were just like downloads. And I guess the song that stands out to me is the song for step four. It's called Cleansing Waters Flow. Yeah. I don't know if you Did we sing it. that this time? No, we didn't, but okay. I think okay. we might. Anyway, because okay. it's one of my favorites because step four is the hard one where we make a personal inventory. Okay. And it's the really deep step and no one likes it. And we joked when we got to it, hey, let's just skip this step. <laughs> Everybody skips this step, right? It's really Nobody hard. Nobody wants to have to go through the heart. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we can't because we got a project we're doing here. So we, you know, did what we usually do. We read the step, prayed, and all of a sudden we both just got this beautiful picture of like a river. Like that's what grace is, right? It's just this river of that wants to cleanse us. And so we started writing this song. It's called Cleansing Waters Flow. And it ended up being my absolute favorite one on the project and it's one we just did not want to write and so it was just a really anointed anointed project that's all I can say yeah beautiful yeah Yeah. and you know think about that part in Ezekiel where it says you you start to enter the water and it's just ankle deep and it's uh-huh. knee deep, it's thigh deep, and, you, and then you're surrounded. It's the love of God. It's the grace mm-hmm. of God. Like you said, it's a river. Yes. You don't know that as you're wading in, mm-hmm. it's actually going to get deeper, but like the best kind of drowning. Yes. You know, like yeah. the depth of it is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, you know, I also just got a picture when you were talking and so you have these co-writes, you have these things, you invite Holy Spirit and then things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just not barren. You've birthed so many things. <laughs> true. So true. You know, someone else You've said that to me. You've birthed so many things. Like we look back and go, oh, that's my child. And they did this. You, you have projects. You have songs. Mm. You have events. You have collaborations. That, and, and I'm not trying to just make you feel better. I'm just yeah. saying, seriously, you, no. you've actually birthed, birthed things. Yeah, because things, right. there's a process to it. There's a gestation. There's a pushing mm-hmm. it through. That's a sending it off. Like all yeah. those things, you know. You've had a lot of births. So yes, I, I just think Thank that's kind you. of a picture that that's God really gave me beautiful. for you. So that's yeah. beautiful. Well, I think that that is a cool project. You had this acronym about hope. Oh. And I thought that was really, really good just because of what you'd walked through, I think. Mm-hmm. And I took notes. So walk us through this hope. Yes. Well, the H is here is holy ground. Here, wherever you're walking through, because I, you know, when you have, I am a huge dreamer and God's put some pretty big new projects on my heart. And I'm always, so I'm always wanting to get there. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's the downside of being a dreamer is you're always ahead of yourself. Yes. You're always ahead of yourself. You can't wait to get there and everything will be great when I get there. Mm. And that I just couldn't ever get there on anything in the last couple of years, you know? And my one friend to me, friend said to me, 
think it was in a prayer appointment where, or some meeting we were at, and she just said, you know, here Amen. is holy ground. God Amen. is here. Amen. He is present in every moment. That just like blew my mind. Like, okay, whatever I'm walking through, it's holy ground because God is here. So that gives us hope. Um, o is opportunity in the opposition. You know, like there's opportunity just to grow. And we never grow on the mountaintop, right? right. We only grow through the hard. And that's the opportunity Even to grow. Even with muscles, the, the opportunity to grow is because of the opposition. The, right. the weight that you're lifting or the pushing of the yeah. wall against you or whatever. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. The opposition is actually the opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, it mm -hmm. is where we grow. The P is to make peace with our past. You know, we can't have hope for our future if we're stuck in our past. Mm -hmm. And I do life coaching. I think you yeah. do some coaching as well. And yeah, You told me about that. That's yeah. cool. But so many people that you're working with, oh my yep. goodness, they're just... They're I'll say, you, you have your, your foot nailed to the floor. Yes. Like, you can't go forward even if you wanted to because you're the one that drove the stake through the, the foot, sort of, right. you know. Right, And God lived that out for me mm. in the last couple of years with mm. what he showed me, making peace with my past. Yeah. And then the E is expectation, yeah. expectancy, like expecting God to work. Yeah. Like, I think so many, it breaks my heart, but so many, especially women that I talk to... Yeah. We believe God will do miracles and do healings and all these things for other people, but we mm. don't believe it for mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Have you found that yeah. with the people who... Oh, boy. Yes. I will say something like, turn, tell, tell somebody on your left and right, God loves you. Uh -huh. You know, easy. Yeah. Now, shout out, God loves me, or well, I'm just making right. this up. Could yeah. be that. But, yeah. And it's like, to own it is different than to proclaim it over someone else. Exactly. And it's like, that needs to be first exactly. so that you really can over others. Yes. Yeah. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. And it's interesting that you use the word expectancy because I just finished, um, I was in Minneapolis and I did a conference with a couple other ladies that I just loved. And once again, we had this synergy behind meeting each other and, mm -hmm. and then going forward. But they asked me to speak. It wasn't my own thought. They asked me to speak on something that I think maybe Susie Larson had listed in a devotional that day, mm -hmm. the difference between expectation and expectancy. Mm. And we did the whole conference based on that. I mean, not mm. everybody would say that talk really fit this, but it was our process because expectation says, I will eat at this time. I will go here at that time. I will expect God to do that and that and that, mm. which you think is so good because you mm -hmm. have some expectation. That seems like a faith-filled thing. Right. But expectancy is, I don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. But God's big enough to do it. And in my mind, it's probably going to be supersized. Mm. The expectation was contained. Yes. But the expectancy means he could do it in a different way than I'd ever imagined. Kind of off book, off script. Right. Like God just will do something. And that, I don't know, I'm one of those people who hope rises when I think it's going to be a God thing. Yeah. It's going to be better than I knew. Yeah. Ooh, I'm really excited. Come, you know what I mean? And, and right. so that was a word word. Mm. Um, just a semantics choice and a little bit yes. of a shift, but it's a big deal. It's huge. It's a you big know, deal. It's, I think I, I talked about my chapel that I'm going to build. Yes, yes. So I went to this I'm going to go to the chapel and you're going to go to my retreat center. Yes. And, and you're always welcome you're for free. Yes, you are coming <laughs> to our dedication. So I don't know how, I, it's it's exactly what you're talking about, but God put in my heart, I, I need to look in my journal when exactly it was, but it's been five or six years ago that I'm going to build a chapel because during my divorce, I went to this glass chapel that was about an hour and a half away and I would go spend weekends I didn't have my kids because it killed me to be home you know and just sitting there oh, without them it was horrible so I would just go like I had to distract myself so I would go to this chapel and spend the day and then my husband and I would go John like for my birthday some years I'm like I want to go to Omaha yeah. and go to the chapel and then go to dinner yeah. and so all of a sudden God puts on my heart that I'm supposed to build one I'm like what you know, and it's supposed to be called Sanctuary, mm. and we have it's going to be a little retreat center as well. Mm. It's going to have some extra wings that have some rooms for like sabbaticals and yep, yep. getaways for people in yep. ministry, creatives. Anyway, and it's like I have no idea how this is going to happen, yeah. but it's like I know that I know, like it will happen if I yep. don't complete yep. it in my lifetime. Yep. My children will, but mm. I I know that I know, and actually some things are happening right now as we speak. Cool. Could be making it happen way sooner. It's yeah. so, and you talk about bigger than what. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things. It's going to be a crazy mm, God I story because it. I know. I mean, I don't even have like any doubt 
that I, this it's gonna yeah. happen. It's crazy. Yeah. Because I don't have like you know ten million or whatever. I don't even right. know what it's gonna cost right. yet. I don't even have close to that. But yep. I know how to raise money. That's yep. what I used to do. I was just gonna say that is another piece of you because everything yeah. I ever talked to you about, you'll be like, well, I was raising money for this or I did this project where I raised money for that. Like that's it's in my uh, heart. That's in you, isn't it? It is. Is I'm it just part a of just being raiser. able to stir things and and cause excitement for people to get on board? Or how does it percolate in you? I guess is what I, I'm saying. You know, I think it's what you said about a team. I yep. just love being a part of something and yep. helping something and doing yep. it as a team. Yep. And so I think that's kind of where it started. It started actually with there's a local nursing home called Sunrise where my dad lived. My dad mm. had a stroke at 63, and then oh. he got. Had kept having little ones. It was called multi-infarct dementia. Okay. He died at 71. But for the last four years of his life, he didn't have any language. And he mm. lived at this retirement home, retirement community, that actually he had built a number of the units. My brother had built the big entertainment cool. center. My sister worked there. We have a huge tie with affair. Sunrise, yes. And they took wonderful care. They had a beautiful mm. dementia unit, took care. Because my dad didn't have any language. I mean, you couldn't talk, but... Rachel, we would go sing because my sisters and I grew up singing. Mom, every once in a while, would just make us all yep. come at the same yep. time and sing. And Dad, because most of the time he didn't look at you, but he, he would look at you when you sang at wow. him. Wow. And like try to mouth it. Okay. And every time I went to visit him, I sang mm. How Great Thou Art to him. And oh, anyway. So they asked, they approached me about writing a song for them to use in a commercial. So I wrote a song for them. Well, then it turned into, hey, let's do a concert. I had a new CD coming okay. out. They said, what if we do your CD release at this really cool theater okay. we have there and do it as a fundraiser for them? So that's what kind of sparked me loving this. So I've raised, I've done, I think it's 13 years or something of concerts for them. I've raised, I've raised over a million two or something. Wow. I, don't, I need to add it yeah. up, but yeah. for different organizations. Yeah. And we like, kind God of expanded used me to do that. This. Yeah. Used it. And I love it because mm -hmm. it's like I did one for Hope Haven, which is mm -hmm. they do wheelchairs for people that don't have them. Oh, cool. And so like I went on, a, they took me on a mission trip to Vietnam and then I wrote a song for them, but I raised a bunch, you know, did Christmas shows yeah. for them. I love partnering yeah. with oh, yeah. other ministries time. that I love. So. I just see like, you know, one of those Shutterfly books or Artisan Rising books or whatever. And every page is like, what? What does she do? What? Where is she now? What? Who is she with? You know what I mean? That's really yeah. cool, Jill. Well, I love, That's not everybody's you. life. Thank you. That's, I love that's it. That's really cool. Thank you. Well, that God would use you in so many uh, different ways, but in the same way. Yeah. In different settings music, with yeah. different people and... Well, you'll love yeah, this. So cool. I'm in Vietnam yeah. and I brought my guitar because yeah. they wanted me to hear the intake stories, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. I could. And the first person who comes is she's 42 years old and has crawled on the ground or been carried her entire life. Never had a wheelchair. I had to leave about three or four times because I was bawling so hard. But the beautiful part was I'm like, can I sing? Because they wanted me to sing like to the people waiting because we gave 250 wheelchairs away. I mean, there were just wow. people waiting. Wow. I mean, never had a wheelchair yeah. in her life. So I'm like, can I sing worship songs or whatever? Because, you know, it's communists. Then the yep. communist officers yep. are there watching us. Yep. I'm singing Jesus Loves Me oh and um, Good, Good Father yeah. right in front of the communist officers. And I'm like, oh, I love you, God. I love it. <laughs> I'm just, it was so cool. I mean, that's one of my best memories. Because they said, you can say whatever you want. They don't know what you're saying. So. Right? Yeah. Right? So I'm singing, yeah. I'm singing worship songs right in front of them. And yeah, it was so beautiful. So oh, beautiful. Wow. And so fulfilling. Like, mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. so fulfilling mm -hmm. to, you know, understand how blessed we are here. Of course, I came home and I, I cried for an entire day. Like, why am I so blessed to live in the U.S.? Yeah. I'll never be take it for granted again. And, of course, you know. We get back into our... Yeah, yeah. Three yeah. weeks later. Yeah, three whatever. weeks later, yeah. here I am. But anyway, it's no. a, it was a beautiful experience. Well, I feel um, kind of sad that I don't have the right cord for my microphone. But sing good, good father. Um, I'm going to join you. And if this has to be edited out, it can be edited <laughs> out. Just the chorus or something. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. He's a good father. He is a good father. And he loves his kids. I know. Why don't we accept he that? He loves his kids. I just want to say, I have... So he, well. I know. And, and, I, and, and individually and corporately, but specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just love you, Jill. You know? Yes. And, and your, your teaching has been so powerful mm-hmm. at this conference. Let me just say, it just has really moved me. And I love your analogies, like the one of the bucket filling yeah, up. Yeah, right. It's just like, why don't we sit under Amen. that bucket? Amen. Why do we think it's for everyone else no, it's and so not for good. us? It's, it's so, so the place to be. And that present thing, you know, mm-hmm. not being ahead of ourselves, looking for tomorrow right. or back, looking from yesterday. Because both of those are really non-existent right now. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because right the past now. is gone and the future isn't yet. So it is it's a matter of really living there. Right. And you can't really get under the bucket if you're trying to chase somewhere. When we love others better, when we yeah. feel more loved. Amen. I mean, it's just, it's really for the glory of the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. God wants us yeah. to feel it so we can love others better. As, you, as, he, as he, he loves us, us right? Yes. I think Chris Ballatin from Bethel says, you got to have a big as, which kind of makes people giggle like, ooh. You know? But it's like, because as you're loved, then you get mm, to love others. You know? That's really good. It's really an important factor because a lot of people don't think that. And oh. religion will tell you, no, you can't love yourself. Exactly. It's like, what? You got to love yourself. And the other thing I like to tell people is, do you think God loves Jesus? Of course they think that, right? But you, he loves you the same way he loves Jesus. That's why he put Jesus in you. Uh-huh. And you and Jesus, because it's like, I will always be gravitated right toward that one of mine. Cause right. you, you right. know what I mean? And people, Oh, wait a minute. But that's totally scripture. You know what I mean? That he put us into yes. Jesus for that exact reason. That but the it father is, is always fathom. looking on us with favor yes. and in the right way. Not mad at us. Yes. Not angry. Not, you know, we don't have to prove blah, blah, not blah. Punishing. I don't need to get oh. off of my talk, but it's I know. the truth, right? It's so good when it locks in mm-hmm. and it, and it, uh, it establishes something everything else changes from then on. And you know, it's interesting as you're talking, because I just think about that performance mindset Mm -hmm. that I've had, Mm -hmm. because literally Mm -hmm. I've been performing on stages since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I joined my Mm -hmm. sister singing and that performance just went into my spiritual Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, God is just saying, I I love, you don't have to perform for me. I think, especially as women, I think we struggle with this more than men from my experience. And my goodness, just to know that we don't have to earn the love of God. It's because he is love mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is so freeing. Mm-hmm. And he is. doesn't change and he can't lie. So he doesn't change and one day all of a sudden you have to start right. proving it to him. Right. Because he it didn't start ever. It's never going to change. He's unchanging in his love toward mm-hmm. us. He's unchanging, unchanging, unchanging. That's a really bedrock truth. I think it's Pete Briscoe that says you wake up in the morning before you've done one thing, you've got an A+. plus. Mm. I love that. You know what I mean? You haven't done anything, but it's yeah. already that much approval. It's all over you. Wow. You know, he's been singing over you all night. Do you wake up with songs? I wake up with songs in my head. I do. Do you know that he's singing over you at night? Like, can you feel it? Or Oh, yeah. Some yeah, days yeah, yeah. I do, yes. Yeah. I don't, like a lot of people, a lot of my writer friends, yeah, will wake up in the middle of the night. And write. Jot something down. Yeah, and I do sometimes, but I don't as much as more. Mine's more after I'm... You know, in his word, and lately I've gotten the Passion Translation. Yeah, I love it, right? That. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That is like just speaking to me. Mm-hmm. That are movie lines, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, yeah. The part in Ephesians where the um, Passion Translation says, you know, we know we've been um, marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit, the deposit for the guarantee that we have. But he says it's like an engagement ring mm. given for what's going to happen. And it's like, oh. I, I just love the Passion Translation mm-hmm. for that reason, because yeah. Brian Simmons wrote some things that help us break out of, oh, I memorized that verse. Yeah. Oh, I know that verse. Mm, right. got, good, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, wait a minute. That just changed. Mm-hmm. That wording changed my thought on that. Or well, whatever. and I read one this morning, yep. tied to, help me remain, something like that, help me remain tied to the altar. Mm. Well, actually, when we're done, I'm probably going to go to my room and write, tie me to the altar. I mean, right. And that's and I thought that's what this weekend needs to be, mm. Father. We just need to be yep. tied to the altar. Mm-hmm. Like what a beautiful right? image that is. Yeah. So is you're gonna hear that tonight. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a new song. <laughs> well, not, maybe not the, the new song, but you're gonna hear me <laughs> say phrase, that. Let's be tied to the altar. Oh my gosh. Okay, let, where where else do you wanna go? Do you have something else burning in you? On the other end, I, I'm just gonna tell you my audience is um just really, really neat people, you know, mm-hmm. and they love people because mm-hmm. I think that they wouldn't hang with being with the real deal right. because they don't always know whose story they're going to listen to. Right. But uh, specific to you, 
and who you are, because I would love to have you again sometime, even if it's like on a phone call or whatever, oh, because we don't live near each other. But yeah, what is there a piece of you that's either from the real stories, the real you or a real God? Like how, what are some places or times where you knew God was for you or he was so near or he became real? That one thing, if you want to touch on that, that'd be great. The other thing I had a thought of was when you knew about the chapel, mm-hmm. after I wrote He Speaks, I tried to tell people, and I didn't have time to explain it in this session, um, you may see, mm-hmm. you may hear, you may be a feeler. Mm-hmm. Like one of my friends, she'll walk into an atmosphere and she'll be like, oh, and like she knows like whether she's mm-hmm. gotten kicked in the gut that somebody's, she's like has such compassion. She knows if somebody's mm-hmm. depressed, you know, yes. she's a feeler. But I feel like I'm a knower and a seer. But you know that you know that you know about the chapel. Mm-hmm. Can you unpack any of being a knower? Yes. Because like, so it's hard to explain knower. Yeah. Okay. So, well. In how, your own words, however yes. it is. Okay. Well, I haven't talked about my butterfly experience. Which, Tell us. Okay. So butterflies are the theme of my ministry. So I'm going through my divorce. I found out on a Tuesday. I was scheduled to go to Colorado to um, seminar in the Rockies, you know, the big, mm. now it's called something else. I can't okay. remember, but it's a big music first yeah. Christian artist. And I'd never gone to anything for my music. I was starting. I just recorded my first CD with my cool. first husband. I'd kind of just said, I can't not do this yeah. any longer. So I'd recorded, gone to Nashville, recorded my first CD. And I was going to this event, been so excited. I'd planned it in January, was going with three other people. It was in July. That Tuesday, I found out about my husband's affair. I came home Monday night. He came home, got home late, 2 o'clock in the morning, told me that he didn't love me anymore, blah, 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 wanted a divorce. And then the next morning, he says, no, I take that back. We're going to find love again. And then that afternoon, I find out he's having an affair because the person he was having the affair with found out. Anyway, so that was this roller coaster. I'm a mess. And that Saturday, I'm supposed wow. to leave for this seminar in the Rockies. And I'm like, I don't want to go because I can't, I can't quit crying, right? Yeah. I'm just. How do I pick up my crumbled life and go do this thing yeah. I've been looking forward to? Right. Oh. But I started, and I had no idea what to do with my life. Where did God want me? But I thought, I'm going to the mountains. God's going to give me this mountaintop experience, right? Burning bush. So I <laughs> headed out there like, okay, I can do this. And I had three other friends with me. So I thought, okay, I can do this. And, you know, every day I'm looking for, you know, something, a post-it note, yep, something, yep, yep. some word, you know, and yep. I'm not getting anything. I mean, the seminar was great. And every night was a concert with like Mercy Me, Amy Grant, Matthew West, yeah. Michael W. Smith. I mean, it was so over the top, beautiful, but I wasn't getting yeah, what I A word for you. A word or a thing for, me. for you. Yeah. So the last day that we're there, I took off from the seminars because they had teaching all day. And I said, I just got to go be with God. So I went by this beautiful little brook because I love water. And I sat on this big rock and there was like pine trees all around me. It was so beautiful. It's like what I picture heaven to be. Mm. But I didn't feel very beautiful inside. I'm like, where are you, God? I was like, have you abandoned? Why are you hiding? You know, Psalm 13. Yep, yep, yep. How long will you hide your face from me? And I'm writing these really depressing songs. And all of a sudden I look up and there's this butterfly right in front of me, this big, beautiful yellow butterfly. And she's dancing in the wind like right. And she was so close to me, Rachel. I felt like I could have reached out and touched this butterfly. And I'm just mesmerized and I'm just staring at this butterfly. And all of a sudden, I don't know if I heard a voice or I think it was more of a knowing. Mm -hmm. God just said, you are that butterfly and you're going to be okay because I am right here with you. And this peace that passes all understanding just washed over me. And I had no clue where I was going if my marriage would be redeemed and restored or if I was going to go through a divorce. I didn't know, but I knew God was with me and that was enough. And then throughout the next year... I did go through a divorce. Bottom line, I didn't have a choice. and But God sent me butterflies from that point on. And it was just like my hug, my ring, my encouragement yeah. that I'm with you, Jill. Yep. I'm with you. You're going to be okay. So they became the theme of my ministry. It's Plus transformation. It's, it's, it's a caterpillar. It is. That turns into a butterfly. Yes. Looks nothing like a caterpillar mm-hmm. anymore. Exactly. The life is so different than what it used and to be. And that's what my like life all is. Of that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My life from... Before it's like 
yeah, two different people. It's like, two different yeah. people mm-hmm. entirely. So that was probably one of my biggest wow. moments ever. And then when God, God gave me sanctuary, almost in the same way, it was just like mm. one day I was praying and just like, you're going to do this. Yep. And then my husband dreamt about it for a solid... John has more dreams. Okay. God really speaks yep. to my husband in dreams. It's a way and, of being a seer. Yes. You know. And he saw it for a week. I mean, a solid week. He just dreamt about it. We actually went on what we called a chapel quest. Okay. Because there's a thorn crown is in Alabama. Okay. And 30 miles from that is the Mildred C. Anderson or B. Anderson. Anyway, it's another chapel. And the crazy thing that we found out, we went and saw these chapels and just did a whole vacation around these chapels. And so exciting. It's so exciting. But you know what the really cool God thing is? So I didn't even know this before we went, but Faye Jones is the architect. Okay. That he and he and Thorn Crown won architectural design of the decade okay. in the 80s. Wow. But so that's why we went to see Thorn Crown, found the other one when we were there. But all three of those chapels he designed, even the one in Omaha. Was designed that you always by Faye Jones. Jones. Yes, had no idea that the same architect. So yeah, it was just like God. It's just so incredible. That Maybe he, he's going to be part of yours. He's dead. Oh, maybe he's not going to be part <laughs> of yours. But something, <laughs> something of like a throwback to yes, this man's, yes. you know, architecture or something. Yeah. He studied under Frank Lloyd Wright, right. so mm-hmm. his are very, yeah. you know, but. Streamline kind of like a cool, yes. unique way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, neat. very cool. But yeah, it's... I just love the concept. I can tell it's a God thing, and I bless it, and oh, I can't you. wait to get my feet on the ground of it, and um, hear you sing in it. Mm, yay. yay! Yeah, yeah. Well, you're coming. And events that will be there. Oh, I know. It's and people be. that will be blessed. They don't even have to have an event. They're just going to come in mm-hmm. and meet with the living God. Yeah, that's it. Because he fills heaven and earth. So there's mm-hmm. nowhere you go where you can't meet him. But sometimes because we've decided that we're going to meet him mm-hmm. is why he's there in that that's chapel. The, the tagline is a place to encounter God. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's everywhere. and But there are certain places where we it's that expectancy yes, yes, that we yes. come with mm-hmm. the heart mm-hmm. expecting mm-hmm. to meet with him. And mm-hmm. yeah, that changes everything. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> No, we've probably gone way we, too we just, long. No, we should just have this recording. It was via lunch, via lunch, and any other thing we're talking about, we just whip out and have the little yeah, recording. No, I could. Yeah. But um, thank you for your time. Thank you so it's much. It's been so rich to just, I I know there's a lot more I haven't tapped here at all, mm. but I do think that you're so open with your life and it helps people. It really helps well, people have that hope that you were talking about. Yeah, you know? well, we, we all go through different, we all have different stories, but God uses them all. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, that's what I want to share with people. Yeah, I've got hard things yeah. that I haven't talked about yet that are, you know, that are hard. We all do, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God uses mm-hmm. them all for his glory. And, I, and I think in many ways, if we really get a lens for it, there's probably multiple wonderful things for every heart. Oh, but for exactly. some reason, the heart is where we grow or we found something mm-hmm. out about ourselves or we saw other people come into our life because of it. And so we can focus on those, but there's the easy or the good or the blessing or the whatever everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Like, that you wake up with breath is yes. one, you know, that exactly. you're, you know, redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Right. Huge. Each right. day you're still, you didn't have to do something to stay in that position. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just the way we, would you feel comfortable just praying for whoever's on the other side of this? And oh. then would you also just, you don't have to sign a contract, but would you come again? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> please. Yes. And I, I want to come I mean, again. You know, even though we really did just meet, I don't ask people to be on the real deal unless I think they're the real deal. Oh, that's awesome. Thank I mean, I, I really don't. There's something that is mm-hmm. like, Ooh, you know what I mean? Because there's like hobnobbing and there's oh. like who could you get to know and would this advance your podcast? I don't want anything to do with that. I have to feel like that person, mm-hmm. like my spirit has to feel like right. we're all in process. I'm not saying that. Right. But that just in general that you like being who you are is a big deal to me. Oh, I so as that. we go That's forward this weekend, just do so your thing, girl. I will. I'm I so will. loving just you oh. being Jill and the way you want to minister to people at you know this oh, conference is just so good. That's so awesome. do it. Thank you. It's been yeah. so fun. So well, just bless whoever's listening. Yeah, let's pray. And then I'll pray for you. Okay. Father God, we just thank you so much for this time together. Yeah. Father, thank you for how you are a part of each of our stories. And you are rewriting and re-editing yeah. and just moving us forward in such a beautiful way, Father. I pray that everyone listening to this would just open up their hearts 
to your lavish love, Father, Thank that it would Jesus. just pour on them and they would accept it. And mm -hmm. just, it's like this beautiful fountain and we get as much of you as we can handle, Father. So I pray you would just um, expand what we can handle, Father, mm. that we would feel your love in a whole new way. We would just run towards your love and accept it freely, Father. That's what you have for us, Father. I pray that if there's any hurts in our hearts that you would reveal those, Father, because not to embarrass us or shame us or make us feel guilty, but to heal, mm. Father, that you want to pour your love, your grace, and your mercy over every wound that we have inside of us, Father. Thank you that you are a healer that you are a protector and you love yeah. us so lavishly. I just pray that for every heart listening, Father, that they would feel your love, feel your grace, feel your forgiveness in a whole new way, Father. We just love you. Holy yeah. Spirit, invade our hearts. Just invade us with your presence and your goodness. We love you, God. Just pray for healing mm. for anyone listening, Father, and that they would um, truly let you enter every part of their their being with your love. Yeah. We just love you and give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me bless you. Are you okay if I touch it? Yes. Father, I just thank you for this time with Jill. I thank you that you love her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Mm. And God, I thank you that thank you, you are Jesus. so pleased with Jill now, not mm. when she does X or Y or mm. Z, but you're thank already you. so pleased with her. Father, I thank you for the favor that is over her. I thank you for the connector that she is. I thank mm. you for the immediate Velcro that she goes around mm. with to glue herself to <laughs> others so that she does have mm. a capacity for fundraising and elevating other people's joys and, and ministries and being such a catalyst, God. And I just mm. pray in the name of Jesus that that would expand and mm. expound in your kingdom, that you would uh, continue to enlarge your territory, that the places mm. that she goes, she would know, like you told Joshua, wherever you mm. put your feet, it is your territory. And so I just mm. bless her territory, God. I thank you for her husband, Lord. I thank you for this next um, phase that they're entering. I thank you for this second marriage, Lord. I thank you for the way that she's been loved and supported. And I just pray you'd bless John even in this time, even now, God. I pray for this chapel, Lord, that when people encounter you, they would encounter you in a profound way, something that is a game changer in their life, something that is a stone that they have to set up and remember that they could tell their mm. children or grandchildren or the people back at the office, whatever it would be mm. that they know that they encountered the living God. So mm. I thank you for burning bush moments that will happen in that chapel, mm. Lord. And I thank you for songs that will be sung. And so I just bless Jill, God, and I thank mm. you for what you're doing in her life. I celebrate her significance, God, mm. and the genius that you've put in her. So thank you for making her, God. I just bless her today. Thank you that she is the real deal. And I just bless our audience, God, whoever is mm -hmm. listening. I pray that you would be free to be who you are because God doesn't make any junk and he made you a masterpiece, his poem, his workmanship. So you shine his light and you just go do whatever it is that God's asking you to do, knowing that you walk in his favor. Mm -hmm. So bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.